0: visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 980, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition and lots more. You send in the questions and I answer them for you. Now, in case you're wondering, Why should I bother sending Dr. Neal a question? Isn't doctor just a nickname he calls himself? No, I actually do have my doctor of public health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my master of public health degree with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm full time faculty within the California State University system. I've also published research, presented at national conferences, and I've been featured in over 71 different media outlets for my expertise on all things that I talk about on this show nutrition, stress management, weight management, exercise. You get the idea. Plus, I love listening to and answering your questions. So I thank you in advance for sending those in. Now, without further ado, Let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, this is Adeline. Um, I had a question in regards to diet. Um, I know that there has been a lot of talk about veganism or pescatarian, um, and even people that argue that just eating uh, high amounts of protein is a good diet. So I just didn't know if really not eating any meat at all is the way to go. There's a lot of people that argue that eating meat is bad for you. And so I guess that was my biggest question. Is eating high-protein animal products the best way to get protein? Or is having a vegan, uh, more um, vegetarian lifestyle a better option? Thank you. Thank you for your question, Adeline. The timing of your question is actually perfect. That's because earlier this week, on episode 977, I read a post from Dave Smith of RomanFitnessSystems.com. In his post, he talked about his experiences switching to a vegetarian-type diet and the concerns that many people have about plant-based proteins. Now, I won't repeat exactly what I said there, here, but instead, I'll expand on it and go into more detail. One of the most important things to remember is that protein is found in many foods, not just animal-based foods. Instead, foods tend to differ in their quantity, types, and absorbability of the proteins found in them. So, when someone refers to a food that contains high-quality protein, usually they're referring to something that has lots of absorbable protein and contains all nine essential amino acids. Remember, the term essential amino acids That's just a fancy way of saying that these are proteins the body cannot make on its own. So, instead, it's essential we get these proteins in our diets. Examples of foods that contain all nine essential amino acids and are in a form that's easily absorbed by the body would be animal products. So, eggs, yogurt, cheese, milk, meat, poultry, and fish would all be considered high-quality proteins because... They are easily absorbed by the body, and they contain all nine essential amino acids. So this is why many that are trying to build or preserve their muscle turn to consuming animal products as their main sources of protein. On the other hand, plant-based foods often do not contain all nine essential amino acids. Whole-grain breads and rice, for example, contain protein, but they're missing some of the essential amino acids. Quinoa and soy are exceptions, though. Both actually do contain all nine essential amino acids, which is rare in the plant-based world. And this is why you'll often hear both of these mentioned in post-workout meals and snacks. Now, when we look at data from scientific studies, we see that for some, consuming lots of animal-based proteins may increase risk for certain diseases. For example, some studies have found that consuming more than 18 ounces of red meat each week may increase a person's risk for developing certain types of cancer. Now, if it's safe to do so, like you're not driving, hold your palm out in front of you. Now, imagine there's a cooked beef patty sitting on your palm. That would be about three to four ounces of meat. And since we're talking about beef, beef is a type of red meat. So if you were to eat four to five servings of that palm-sized amount of beef each week, You might increase your risk for certain diseases. Something that's new to research and something that I found very interesting is that red meat consumption may be more harmful to some, particularly those that have ancestors that came from Southeast Asia, whereas someone whose ancestry traces back to Northern Europe may not have the same reaction and therefore may not have the same risk for disease. Now, this needs to be studied further, but it's good to keep in mind nonetheless. I should also mention that the way foods are prepared may make a difference. For example, when a steak is cooked at high temperatures, like on a grill, it may increase the amount of harmful byproducts found in the meat. Consuming meat with these byproducts, like polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, may increase disease risk. And we're learning that foods that are naturally high in creatine, like red meat, tend to create more of these harmful compounds when cooked at high temperatures. Plants contain no creatine, so if you grill your vegetables or tofu, you don't get the same exposure to these potentially harmful compounds. Now, if you do like grilling meat and poultry, you can reduce the amount of byproducts produced during the cooking process by first marinating it in an oil and citrus mixture, like olive oil and lemon juice. We're also learning that plant-based proteins don't seem to increase disease risk in most people, regardless of your ancestry. They may even prevent some diseases. Now, I should mention that this reduction in disease risk may not be due to their protein content per se. Instead, plant-based foods are also great sources of many vitamins, minerals, and dietary fiber. Many of the vitamins and minerals that we find in plant-based foods act as antioxidants. You'll find vitamins and minerals in animal products too, don't get me wrong. But the ones found in plant-based foods may behave differently in the body. Plus, the fiber that we find in plant-based foods helps keep our gut microbiome healthy, which in turn keeps our immune system happy and healthy too. So a lot of the benefits of consuming plant-based foods go beyond just their protein content. So the bottom line when it comes to building or preserving muscle is that you can achieve this goal by following a well-planned plant-based diet. Now the key words are well-planned. I've mentioned this before. I've known individuals That go all plant based, but don't eat any fruits or vegetables. Instead, they resort to eating white breads and white pastas, marinara sauce, and cheese. You could eat pizza and spaghetti every day and be eating plant based, but that doesn't mean you're eating a well balanced diet. So, if you're concerned about getting enough of the nine essential amino acids each day, be sure you consume a variety of foods, particularly beans and other legumes, nuts, seeds, and soy. And of course, along with those foods, be sure that you're consuming leafy green veggies, red and orange fruits and vegetables, toss in some quinoa, toss in some whole grain carbohydrates every now and then, and you should be just fine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. And thank you again for sending in your question, Adeline. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love ohd All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily. I hope you are staying safe and well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Have a wonderful, safe weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.